business, and bourbon. Welcome back to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. This is our post-show podcast. We were just in D.C. and it was fire. I'm telling you guys, like, I had such a great time in D.C. Uh, but I am ready to go because I did D.C., let me tell you. Go into uh, businessandbourbon.live, check out the footage. You'll be able to see lots of great pictures, hanging out with a lot of great people. Uh, it's just really such a great vibe, man, and really enjoyed it. So... I'm super excited. You know, this guy that we've lined up to hop on the pod with me today, I've been wanting to have him on the pod for a long time. But as you guys know, we only, at Business Bourbon, our podcast is in person. That's how we do it because we need to we need to clink it up. Uh, although this is our post show, so we're not clinking it up because <laughs> we clinked up last night. Um, but I've got my man Rob Napoli on. What's going on, brother? Good, man. I'm excited. I mean, I woke up this morning feeling so much energy and vibes you know sleep setting in a little bit post event we had a blast last night but i woke up with a ton of energy just like last night was a vibe man let's talk about that though how did that feel it felt amazing so being in new york city there's in-person events going on and i love that and i go to events all the time but i've never quite had an event that was the experience that last night was because there was an intimate experience and everyone we talked to because you're bonding over whiskey and food pairings like there was so much networking's hard talking yeah. to people are hard yes and just like hi i'm rob what do you do you know but talking about oh man did you try this whiskey did you have that food yeah. and like you start connecting these dots around food and you know food and booze what people love to talk about there's an intimate connection that we have with food and that experience last night just turned that into something next level then that panel we got into brand like a mother, and that was just, yeah. it got deep, it got tactical, and it was just, I mean, I was lit up all night. You know, one of the coolest things about the panel, and the funny thing is, this last panel, that's the least I've ever spoken during a panel, right? <laughs> like, I'm usually right, but there's a reason for that. Um, you guys were dropping fire, and we really wanted to serve the audience like that that's what it was all about for me it was like okay and we had such a great opportunity to get tremendous audience participation and some tremendous audience questions so um and, and you guys tackled it like champs man like a linebacker you was like it, it was inspiring for me i can't wait for the rest of our community to see the content that comes out of that event and we'll release the full panel the video so you can see that fire but you know you can see it but the experience like being there yeah being there in person hearing all that and talking you know what i love about it is you know i'm up on the panel dropping knowledge but i learned a shit ton last night like just listening to those questions listening to how people saw seeing and learning understanding i probably learned more from last night being on the panel listening to the audience participation because i'm always learning i love to stay curious i never look at myself as an expert like i have knowledge and i have experience and i'll give that but like i kind of approach everything that i don't know shit that it's a blank slate because that allows me to be going into it with, I'm going to give value, but I want to receive value, right? So many experts go in, like, I'm just going to drop knowledge and they don't give value to receive. And last night, that experience, I received so much last night. Man, you are so right about that. And, you know, that's really one of the things that drives us and how we execute the events is service. We want to serve the audience. A lot of times when you are attending these sorts of things where they're speakers and their panels, they're speaking at you. 
and you're not involved in the conversation. They're not, you know, hopefully out of everything they say, you know, a small portion of it resonates and it applies to you. But we like to flip that backwards, man, and give the mic to the audience. What do you care about? I got experts. It's my job to get Rob and, and Nick and, and Zach and Kirk and just amazing people and put them on a panel. And then we serve them. It's about what they want. It's not about us, you know, trying to prove how smart we are. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the way that the questions were going into that and the prep we did, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, here's the 25 questions. Like, I moderate a lot of panels. I, get, I say, hey, here's the five questions and here's the topics we're going to go after. Five softball questions in case things could stale. Yeah. Here's the topics we're going to cover. Here's some learning objectives. But, like, this ain't about me. And I want to throw this something back because we talk about this experience. We talk about giving the, the, the mic to the audience. I've never been at an event where the host of the event purposefully stays upstairs for the first hour of the event. <laughs> And then he comes down looking like, okay, for all you know right now, when he, when he gets up, he gets up. He looks fire in his suit. But he walks down, and everyone's like, holy shit, finally he's here. Why? You know what, right now gets on the mic. You know what you said? And it just resonated with me. This event is not about me. It is you and the experience. Yeah. And it's like, that takes an ego check. You know, you left the, every time you do these events, your ego is at the door because you put so much time in your team put so much time energy and effort like that team last night was incredible Thank you. and every one of them checks their ego at the door and like hey we put this event on for you it doesn't happen often i'm glad you noticed that in terms of you know how the team operates as well because and this is a lesson for leaders out there the folks that you are privileged to lead they're taking their cues from you however you operate is how they're going to operate so you know i i feel like part of the reason why I do what I do in terms of when I come into an event and everything. It's because I don't want to be a distraction for one. So sometimes if I'm there earlier, I can be a distraction just because I, first of all, I want to meet everyone and then people want to meet me and, but I want them to, to enjoy the experience. I want them to meet the people that, that have come out there in their local community. I want them to enjoy the, the beautiful foods that Steve has prepared. I want them to enjoy the great whiskeys. And then I just like to, I kind of try to sneak in a little bit and walk the room and just feel the vibe yeah. and talk to people and, uh, yeah, and show some gratitude. And I love that because I invited about four or five folks, and unfortunately some things came up, and I think one of them tried to come. Anyways, the rain held her off. So I walk in that room, and, like, there's 75 people there, I think, showed up. I think 118, like, registered, like, 75 showed up. Everyone was packed. I didn't know a single person. I mean, I knew you, and I knew Shelby because I've met you both before. I met the speakers on LinkedIn in our little group chat that we talked for a week before. Yeah. I didn't know anybody in that room. Yeah. I'm not from D.C. I live in New York. And because of the experience, because of the food, the whiskey, and the way it was set up, I had a table of like 15 people around me in a minute, and we were just having a great conversation. Yeah. And I was like, holy, you know, I was like, these are amazing conversations. And what I actually got mad at myself for because I was so invested in that the vibe that was at my table. There's two, three, four other tables that I didn't get to talk to until later. And I was like, oh, man, I need more time. That was the thing. It's like, that many times can you walk into a networking event knowing nobody? The one person you know is the host. He's not there. And within 10 minutes, you feel like you're at home. Yeah. You know, Eric Rooker, um, he asked me before he gave a speech. He says, how are the people that are here, how many do you have met you personally? And I said, I don't know maybe less than 10%. And 
anyway, it's that's the way that it is everywhere we go. But it is so it's so first of all, it's very humbling for me. It's so cool. And it's just really cool to be the catalyst to help bring together a bunch of really dope people and then watch the magic happen. You know, it is. And I have a book coming out in January called The Social Soul. And it's about massing your personal professional brand. But the actual theme of the book is not about being a content creator. It's about building first. You have to build a value at a network, then engage, then create. That is it. You can't run an event in D.C. where you know less than 10% of people there and have 75 people in a room if you didn't build a badass valuable network. And you saw that and everybody there wanted to build that network. They wanted this thing. And you know what? There it is. The right intentions. Exactly. And and the way everyone approached the conversations. And now there's like three people that lived in Kansas City at one time in their lives that we were talking barbecue for 20 minutes. I was like, where am I? This many people in Kansas City in one room? Or at least lived in Kansas City in one room yeah. in D.C.? And I didn't know anybody here? Yeah. Intention. Yeah. When you intentionally want something and you put it out and you build the right networks, like these events is what makes a difference. And so it makes a good event from a bad event. And that, oh man. My key takeaway from last night was that there are so many things that we learned in the last year with the pandemic, last 18 months, but there are so many things that we missed out on. And one of those things is intentional, viable human connection. And that last night flowed like every person. So I, you know, I had a, a great conversation, a post show conversation, which by the way, guys. The show, there's always the after show. There's always the after. And last night it ended with Rob and I uh, at the, the White House at about 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> we couldn't get in, but we, you know, we had pictures on the outside. We, we didn't, you know, we didn't have a hookup like that. Anyway, as I had the opportunity to sit down with a really dope seller, super successful seller here in, in D.C. after the event, and we're having a cocktail, and he's like, man, you know, there's a couple of folks in my circle, in my company, they just love the hell out of you. And they kind of dragged me to this thing. They love you. They, they love you. And I'm like, and I saw some stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I'm not a believer. Um, you know, this guy, maybe he's cynical. I'm cynical. So I, I can identify this guy's full of shit. And he said, and I'm not going to throw his name out there. <laughs> he, if he wants to share with people, he'll share with this. This is a conversation that he and I have. He's like, you know, dude, you're not. Like, this experience was so dope. Um, he said the sincerity that you and the panel had was like, it was real, it was palpable, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm in 100%. Un understand this, guys. The reason that happens is because we got together physically. So, yes, we've been in this this last year where virtual and everything has really um I mean, that's been the only way that we, we could really connect. And yes, this technology has been great in terms of allowing us to connect with people and to connect with people all over the globe. But it is not a substitute for us sitting down, breaking some breaking bread, having a cocktail and talking business and really getting to know people. And that's really the power in it. And the way that we try to execute it, we want to execute it in a way to where I want it to feel like Irish pub. I want it to feel like I, if you're the wallflower... I want you to feel engaged. I want everyone that walks out to have that nugget, to have that thing that they took from it, you know? And I feel like that's a quest that is never ending, right? We're never like sitting back like, oh shit, we did that shit. No, um, it was pretty dope, but there's always more that we can do, but that's what our focus is. 
I, and I love that. I mean, you can see that throughout. And one of the things that actually, so I remember last night on the panel, there's two things that popped out to me and that experiences happened that I was like, this is what this is about. And one is, you know, so we, the first question was like, what's your sports team? And so I obviously have to drop the Chiefs. And, and Ronal and I have, Ronal has a homework story on me because it's all I talked about for like an hour last on Tuesday night. So I'm like, go Chiefs. And there's this, there's this couple on there that's like, tighten up. And, you know, because of where I was sitting in, this, in the way the half circle, they were in my peripheral vision. And I didn't do a great job. I feel like they kind of got left out of the engagement circle. Like when you look at the room and engage and the way we were engaging with the audience. And Nick next to me got a question. And he did a great job of engaging. And then the lady, I don't know if it was her partner or whatever, was totally engaged and he called that out and, and he ha- he said that thing he's like I got ears and I don't judge and Nick was like that's it because you're listening because even though I'm not selling to you you're hearing my message you're hearing my voice and I was like that was powerful in the fact that like this this group over here was probably engaged but not engaged and that moment there you just saw a light bulb it was like the whole room and that was early the whole room whether you're in the back or on the corner or you're in the front row felt engaged and I feel like it maybe took a couple of questions, but when that hit, like the whole room, I think kind of did this little like movement. And it's like, okay, everybody's here and engaged. And the second was, you know, I could feel that engagement. So we're talking, you know, I don't have time to do this. And I was like, look, you have a phone in 30 seconds, right? I got up and did a thank you video to show everyone. It was like, that and was just, dope. and it's like, you know, I'm tired. I love dropping knowledge and, and going through theory and stuff. But at the end of the day, we're all busy. We all got shit going on. And, we can say whatever we want. Hey, this is how you do it. I'm tired of telling people how. Let me just show you. Like, if you walk away and learn one thing, hey, while you're carrying your kids out the door, et cetera, shoot a video. Your prospect is going to love that because that's you. That's authentically you. We t- use the word authentic last night. And those two things were like that moment of like that room just bonded. Like, just bonded. Even though we were all from different backgrounds, different places, different parts of our career lives. And the questions that came off of that, everyone felt engaged to the question that somebody else asked. Even if that wasn't their question, you could be like, oh yeah, I'm listening. I want to know this too. The third thing that I saw, I've never been on a panel at an event in person where no one was on their fucking phone. I don't know if you noticed that. Besides people taking pictures, no one was sitting on their phone not engaged. It was absolutely wild to me. And that's something that's consistent. I just don't, I, I don't really pay attention to it because, wow, yeah. I go to a lot of events in New York and I see everyone, you know, on their phone, even when people are speaking. I was just shocked. So that is that first, my friend, that is a credit to you and the panel for bringing fire and bringing value and commanding attention. Um, and then, you know, the second part is, you know, our team at B&B just putting together an environment where people are relaxed, where they're engaged and they're respectful. And and back to what you initially had said intention and that's that's one of the things i talk about all the time listen what we're about whether it's our community and our extended community or our our, our local events our virtual events it's people coming for the right reasons and that is this to give and to receive okay to give and receive not to sell not to take to give and receive so like they want to give to the collective they want to humble themselves and receive from everyone around that's what happens dude absolutely and that is what made last night so special 
and you could see it, you could feel it. It was there in every aspect of the room. And that starts to, I think, with the experience of the event, right? You walked in, you checked in, you got a, a nice little gift bag or a box because you were doing a whiskey. T- I mean, it also helps that the whiskey was 95 proof. Yes, it always. Hey, that's another secret to like why I don't show up for an hour in because, you know, that way everyone's sauced by that time. And every joke that I make is hilarious. I'm the funniest guy in the room at that point. I mean, that's a great play. Um, and that's whiskey. I mean, okay, Rabbit, I know this is not a sponsor, but Rabbit Hold Up, that was in a, the story and the experience that they brought to it. They kind of just said, oh, this is our whiskey. It's great, and here's why. It was like, no, no, here's the story to it, and here's how we do it, and here's a little bit of fun fact. Shout out to Don and Rabbit Hole. Crushed it. But it's like, okay, so you go to an event. We were networking. Everyone's talking. You know, the bar wasn't open yet. And it's a little bit stiff, but everyone's starting to loosen up and kind of feeling you had your bags. You're like, oh, VIP, not VIP. You know, there's these bracelets. You could have green, yellow, or red. Do you want to be hugged? Are you an elbow bump or you want to be like six feet, six feet away? And so you can just tell like how you want. And it was a great indicator of how people wanted to interact and stay safe and secure because they wanted to come and give and receive. And so when you put an environment that people feel safe, they feel secure, they feel wanted right this taste whiskey tasting they, they feel like oh they care about me they're giving me a food pairing mm-hmm. they're giving me a little whiskey glass and a nice a nice whiskey and i get to have this experience and we'll talk a little shop but there's no selling in there at all it's talking shop talking shop and then you get to this panel and by the time you got to that panel you're like okay i am open i am ready to give and receive and i think that that whole flow just made it it felt real i mean i learned some really cool things about people and as you know, you said we were out, you know, one thirty in the morning, walking to the White House, and asking questions. And you know, there's something that I asked you, and I was like, you shared that you grew up in Utah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I know Utah. What was that experience like? Like okay. I, I would have no idea. And I was like, I know this. That's a full um, series of podcasts. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's like you know those little tidbits, and I just said I, I have to ask this question because I'm too curious not to ask this question. What was that like for you? And I remember you telling me, and it's just another giving moment. It's like, okay, now I understand more about Ronald and who he is and why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we met virtually a year ago when I recruited you to come and do like a panel event. And we've stayed in touch, followed content, et cetera. We met Tuesday night and hung out for like six hours Tuesday night and all that yesterday. And it's like, we've been chopping up like we've known each other for years. It's like, whatever. And we just met in real life for the first time 48 hours ago. But that comes back to the intention. Like everyone I felt at that event last night, it was just so easy to give and receive because everyone felt the same way. It's like, hey, I just want to meet a cool person. I want to have a good time. And I want to I want to just live. And That's I, part of the difference, man. That's part of the, the, the secret sauce, right? Um, I hate networking events. <laughs> I, I'm very open about it. I'm, I'm a sales, a career sales guy. That's who I am. And, I, and you know, I got friends and chairman's clubs and all that you know love you guys you're my buddies but you guys know why i hate those i hate those things i i just do um because again it's part of it has to come to comes to why are people there and most often people are there to sell their shit and what they don't understand is that like if we've just spent you know however long here on this podcast just chopping it up and you know what's going to come from this rob someone's listening right now and they're like that rob guy He's pretty dope. I need to look him up. What What is he about? We didn't tell people this is what Rob sells. This is what. No, we didn't because, you know, when you're giving, 
and you're sharing your knowledge, you're sharing your wisdom, you're sharing experience, it's going to happen organically. People are going to be like, oh, hold on. I dig this guy. Um, let's talk, what is, let, let me find out more about what he does. Um, and it sets the, the table for not only doing business, but doing better business. Because it's, it's based upon not superficial BS, which is what you get in a lot of networking sort of environments. It's all, it's, it's superficial. It's fluff. It's me walking in there, my three piece, I got to prove that I'm successful and I'm smarter than you and you need my stuff. And here's what I'm selling you. And then you're wanting to sell me. That's the one thing. Like I used to send my guys um, years ago to chamber meetings um, because, you know, I was just like, you, you don't know, you know, it's like a decade ago. You don't know what you don't, what you don't know. And so, yeah, I'm chairman's club and all that, that stuff. And I send my guys, just because it was something to do. You know what they never came back with? Business or relationships. What they did come back with is other business cards of other sales guys that were trying. <laughs> I've been there, man. You know, I tell people, I'm very open about this. Early in my career, I was doing account-based sales and selling into Fortune 500 companies, Forbes 100 companies, software recruitment. And I remember being a taker. I remember being that guy. And it wasn't, until I started giving and learned that, that I really started to grow in that. And then when I went and moved to Italy and just gave and gave and moved to New York and, and really realized, because I worked for a large global corporate, it was that taking mentality again. I kind of got back into that and I was like, fuck this. Yeah. It's got to be all give. And it's those things that taught me that. But I've been that taker. I know that. And I've also seen it to where I grew a really big network that when I reached out and asked for help or reached out and asked for connections, I heard crickets. And Rob, that's what I want people to connect with because lots of people, especially on social and all, they use this shit as like it's fodder for likes and engagement and all this sort of thing when they talk about they they don't live it, but they talk about it, right? Like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you give and move. Yeah. Meanwhile, their actions aren't that at all, right? Um, what, what I want people to, to understand and connect with and, and what you just said is that not only is it morally the right thing to do, which I'm not the judge of anyone's character or morality. I really not. And I don't want to be, but it's the best thing for your business. That's what I always like to connect people to is like, listen, this is not only will feel good to do just like diversity, equity, and inclusion. Not only will it feel good to do, but it's good for your business. And I like to educate people on why it's good for your business. When you're that taker, that is a grind, bro, because you always, you're always on, you always got to be taking, you always, and you're not building relationships that are going to be, um, that are going to help you long term, man. It just hurts you. And then, you know, to your point of being who you are, like, don't just talk about it, be about it. You know, you got the, the I'm a businessman, like, you're unabashedly who you are you're like i am who i am this is what i do this is who i am but you be about it and you do it in a way that's not like hey look at me i'm so cool look at my brand and it's like hey this is just like hey how can i help you let's have a conversation and in that you're seeing all these things and that to me is is what the difference this is why i say i hate i said this on my panel tonight i hate the term influencer because yeah. influencers and they make money and all these things but influencers rarely are actually about what they talk about right they're getting paid to sell you something that's true so I don't want to be an influencer. Mm -hmm. I have influence. Mm -hmm. I have an opinion. Call me a key opinion leader. You call me an authority figure. I don't. However you want to use it. All I all I look. I say. You know. I use this. I, I'll say this too. But most people just look at me like it's not funny. But I think it's hilarious. Zig Ziglar said, "What is an expert? Mm -hmm. 
An X is a form of something. What's a spurt? A water spout. Mm-hmm. And everyone just looks at me blank. It's like, basically, an expert is nothing. That did something in the past. They're not forward thinking. Yeah. Right? And so when you go out and you're doing these things and you're talking with and engaging with, you have to understand. This is what comes back to my just like motto is that I don't know shit. I mean, I do know shit, but, you know, I, I go with that mentality and then be curious because I don't want to be looking in the past. Yeah. I want to be looking to the forward and how can I help? Who can I help? What can I give? Because when I give, I will receive. And that is a lonely road when you just take and take and your network continues to burn and you have to go meet new people and it just gets exhausting and lonely. And I think that there's just a lot that's to be said there. And it's why, you know, and I don't get it. Like, every, you know, when you create a brand and you do your things, you're at some point going to alienate people, unfortunately, because you have to stand for something. Yeah. But when you, when you understand what it is you stand for and what you're going after and you're giving... Sometimes those that you alienate will still come back into your network because there's value to them, right? And so you can't be everything to everybody. Been there, done that, tried that, burnt out. I have. I went to a point where I was like mental breakdown, like, who the fuck is Rob? Yeah, I had a very real experience. And there was a moment you can see in my content where like Rob finally finds his voice. Mm, the influencer thing. I want to touch on that really quick because this is something that uh, came up yesterday. So much like you... I don't like the term. Uh, I have a good a good friend, Sander. What's happening, Sander? And Sander often refers to me that when he's introducing me to people, like you know, it's, this dude's a you know, business influencer, social media influencer, whatever, um, channel influencer. I've come to terms with it. Here's why: the terms, the names, the titles. We don't determine what they are. The world does, and whether we like it or love that title or whatever. If that's the best way that people can in some way understand what it is, that then it is what it is. We kind of have to, we got to roll with it and embrace it. However, the difference for me, and I know for you, is the, the intentionality and the action that we put beyond, into, it, into this thing beyond that. So like while our understanding of what it is that we're trying to do and we're trying to accomplish is much deeper than the image of this social media influencer person, we still have to kind of embrace that as being that like, hey, as the, the casual person doesn't know Rob yet, like that's a title, that's a term. Like another one that in, in, uh, in Atlanta that came up was serial entrepreneur. Um, and some of our folks like uh, on our panel there uh, lead, hates that term, right? Like, and, and my profile, I don't know if it's still there, but it was in my LinkedIn profile. It says that. Not because I love it, but because of the that the hundreds of thousands of people out there that might look at my profile, I have to have language in there that best where they can best understand in one, two sentences, some of my background and what I've done. You have to embrace the things that the world understands you as, right? Yes. And yes. it doesn't mean you have to love it. And there's ways that you can craft your story around it. But you know, I have this all the time where people are like, Rob, what do you do? And it's like, I do a lot of things, <laughs> but essentially, I love to help people and I'm passionate about training future leaders, future entrepreneurs. I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs break through. Mm -hmm. This has been a lot of fun and you know, you and I can chop it up for hours, man. Before we kind of wrap this thing, I want people to know where they can connect with you and you've got a book that's coming out here soon. Where can people find you, man? Yeah, um, I'm on all the platforms uh, because I do work with Gen Z, but um, LinkedIn is my strongest platform. So Rob Napoli, easy to find. And then... 
Instagram is where I post a lot more content around day in the life leadership style um, with the reels and whatnot. So Instagram is rise underscore up dot Rob Knapp. So rise up Rob Knapp. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Those are the best two places to connect. Shoot me a note. Always happy to chat. I need to do better with that. I need to, I need to follow your example. I like that using Instagram is more of that day in the life of 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 our mi vida loca. What we do is crazy. People are like, I want to get entrepreneurship. I'm like, cool. Here's what it entails. Take a couple of these reels. Does that sound like you? Yeah. It's it's a great it's a great way to to help give a visual because I think it's easy to talk and we glorify entrepreneurship. No it's also why I started a podcast called The Bare Necessities of Entrepreneurship, talking with pre seed seed and like those that I know that may be going getting their 3A funding and have some stuff going on, but they're not there yet. Yeah. And it's talk about their entrepreneurial journey so that people know that entrepreneurship is fucking hard. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, everyone can be an entrepreneur, but not everyone is meant for it. And there's different types. There's levels to this shit. And that's okay. That's the one thing I like to tell people. Like, you don't, entrepreneurship does not look like just, there's not just one way to do it. Like the way that I've done it and the way that you, you're, you're doing it is not for everyone. In fact, it is for very few. Um, but you can take that entrepreneurial mentality. You can take it to your corporate job. You can, you can do some stuff on the side. I know lots of really successful people that never lost, they never left their corporate world and they've had businesses on the side that they've managed and, and been really successful in doing that. I mean, there's just different ways to do this thing. Absolutely. Entrepreneurship is both a title and a mentality and they're not mutually exclusive. They can be, you know, their own thing. You could be an entrepreneurial minded in a big corporate and do amazing things. So that's why I like to show a day in the life of entrepreneurship. So that's so that people can find me. Yeah. I appreciate being on here and Man, I just loved the, the in-person experience. This is my first time in D.C., so I have to say I have to come back and make this shit happen because D.C. brought it. Ronell's team brought it. And if you ever, ever, ever have the chance to work and meet with the Business Suburban team, know that Ronell may be the face, but he has the most genuine, authentic people in his corner. And when you look at these events and why that matters, it's because of that authenticity, not only from him but in his team. And that was something that was special to me because it just made me hit on everything last night, like all the vibes, all the feels. And I just love chopping it up with everybody. And so thank you all for, for being out there last night. My God, I cannot say anything more than that. We are, well, that's a mic drop on Rob. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks thanks for hanging out, brother. Thanks for coming down. And a hey, New York, New York, I need to know. We need to know. You want us up there? Let us know. Rob will be there. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to do it. I can't either, man. New York's going to pop off. I promise you that. Bet. All right. Hey, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you go to businessandbourbon.live. Become a member. Become a member so you know where we're at. People always ask me, and people, they're always asking me, hey, when are you coming to our town? Uh, when are you coming to my city? And I'm like, yo, I wish I could keep track of everyone that asks me when I'm coming to your city, but I cannot. <laughs> so, like, go to the website, become part of the family, become part of the, the community. Not only will you know when we're going to be in your neck of the woods, but we're constantly dropping just personal development stuff. We're dropping cocktail recipes. We're, we're just all types of fun things to bring value to our community. That's 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 what it's about. That old-fashioned kit is fire. Man. And you might get invited. Yeah, you might get an old-fashioned cocktail kit. All right. So, guys, again, appreciate you. Uh, make sure you go to businessurban.live and uh, join this join this movement that we've started, man. All right. With that, we out.
Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon Podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we deal whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon Live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you the next time.